All right, cool. Well, welcome, sir. It's nice to have you here. You bet. Good to so be how here. do you say your name? Azariel? Yeah, Azariel. Azariel. Yeah. Okay, cool. Azariel Flame. Wonderful. I'm going to read his bio for everyone to hear. I'm going to try. <laughs> Azariel Flame is an energy healer, life coach, and witch specializing in helping others evolve into their best selves in body, mind, and spirit. Azariel has been practicing sorcery, witchcraft, and energy healing for over 20 years and has trained extensively in multiple modalities, both mundane and esoteric, to develop the skills necessary to facilitate results that you can measure for his clients. Zariel, together with his family, operate Northwich Magic Co. out of Alberta in Canada, where he offers his services and makes unique occult and spiritual items to enhance other practices, others' practices. <laughs> How was that? That was good, yeah. right? That's good. <laughs> cool. That was awesome. We have like some webs here, maybe before we start talking, because they should go back and listen to your mom's interview because she was on here. And you also know our shaman, I think, who is KL. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this little interesting. And I've read tarot in your store. For sure. Oh, it's like weird webs. Like I know when we've been on our shaman site, I'm like, hey, I know that guy. So (laughs) the world is fascinating how we're all weaving this together. Yeah, it's quite interesting how the network just moves out and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I know this person from the States. You know this person from the States. Okay. I think that's the joy of the social media, right? As much as I don't like it, it's pretty cool that it can do all this for us yeah for sure Uh, zoom is a great tool (laughs) that's a great tool you're sitting in rimby i'm in vancouver and canada's in saskatoon (laughs) three provinces represented three provinces (laughs) right there yeah so what do we want to talk about tonight darling well, I'm fascinated by this young man, so I want to know more about what it is that you do and what you love about you, what it is that you love and you find exciting and vibrant about what you do. Well, we have our shop, and so we do, like, I make some very unique occult items that you probably won't find anywhere else. Um, a lot of my practice is uh, focusing on grimoire magic, so, like, uh, magic that's come up from, you know, like, the 12th century and up. Um, I also do magic with the Greek magical papyri, which is um, basically from 200 BC all the way up until now, um, so there's... I do a lot of stuff that is very ancient and then kind of bringing it back to the modern world. Um, you know, like if you're in the new age circles and stuff and you're, you know, going to your local Reiki shop and stuff, you're probably not going to see the things that I make. Um, or like I do a lot of the stuff from the grimoires is based on working with old gods or um, primarily with uh, demonized gods. Um, so like old Canaanite and Sumerian gods and stuff that were demonized by the Christian church. So, 
they would be categorized as demons in today's world. But I mean, if you're from pagan roots of any sort, you'd recognize them, you know, like the demon Astaroth is the goddess of fertility, Astarte, and um, the Canaanite prince Baal, who was one of the biggest kings of, you know, old Sumeria is basically uh, one of the top demons and a demon king in the christian hierarchy right so it's it, basically i'm taking all of the things that history is rewritten you know the, that's how history tends to work is the winners of whatever squabble get to write the history so yeah. i i do a lot of rebuilding and trying to find all of these old hidden paths and then i i focus mostly on practical work so like if i do this with this spirit what result do I get? And then can I repeat that result over and over again for people? So I'm approaching it with kind of the method of science. And so that's where the tools that I make comes in is I work with, you know, the spells or the spirits from these old grimoires, and then I will actually follow them to a T and then see, does it give the result that it says that it's going to give right you know so if you speak to the spirit clonic he's purported to increase your business right so now if you follow the, the rules ideally you should be able to increase your business and then so I, i'll try that out and see if it works and then go from there and that's kind of more what i'm doing now is working with this old stuff um like i i'm a devotee of hecate and a devotee of saint cyprian so hecate is a old greek titaness um, one of the primordial goddesses and she's known as the goddess of witchcraft um, so i do a lot of work with her and the greek mythology so we have a lot of old greek things in here like the fictioni tablets which are um so in the old days the old sorcerers known as the goets in greece would have made these like lead tablets and stuff and they would write on it you know i want this to happen to so and so and then they would take it and they would nail it to the ground oh wow so that fascinated me that this is something that like normal people just did, you know, they'd go out and they'd do an offering to Hecate and they'd write something on this tablet and they would happen. So I, of course, had to try it. And, you know, then you find the ones that do work and the ones that don't. And, you know, like uh, I build lots of talismans. Uh, one of the ones is called a Seder Square, which if you know about Pompey, the big explosion that happened over in the Greek areas um, with the volcano, a uh, bunch of people died. Well, we have relics from there with this square called a Seder Square, which is basically just a square with a bunch of letters on it. But it's the oldest known talisman that we know of for protection. And they're finding it all over Greece. And so, of course, that fascinates me because we see it in Christian literature, we see it in Greek literature, we see it everywhere. So now I started making them and I've been, you know, whenever I make these things, I send them out to a bunch of people to get them to test them. And uh, I, I had a friend that she took it and she had one, she had it in her car she hadn't even taken it home yet and she went into the bank to do something and she came out and a tree had fallen down and it missed her car and so she's like i have to just tell you this that you know, like, <laughs> this tree literally missed my car by inches and it's kind of weird that i just got this tablet that you sent me and now it works right yeah, so that's kind of what it I, works man <laughs> yeah exactly so i i like to play with magic and you know it, it it's I like to find what works and what doesn't. And so that's kind of what I pride myself in is that if I sell it, it's something that I've tested. It's something that I know that works. Um, and then of course, with my energy healing and stuff that I do, and you know, like I, you guys know KL, we do some shamanic work together once in a while when we see each other at, sh at shows and stuff like that. Um, 
So I, I have a lot of training in a lot of different areas. Um, like I trained in the Black School of St. Cyprian, which is working with the powers of heaven and hell. I am trained in, I, I'm a master um, shamanic healer. So I have training in that. So I do uh, lots of shamanic journey work and heal, energy healing and stuff. And then of course I do witchcraft and then I do folk sorcery as well, which is you know where like the talismans and tablets and things like that come in and the candles that I make. You know, and I, I just find it fascinating. You know, what, magic is one of the things that's pervaded every culture that there is in the world. We, it doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter where you live. There's some form of magic. If you're Catholic, you go to the church and you light a novena to your favorite saint and you ask them to do something for you. How's that exactly. not magic? Right? It is. It's the same. When you pray, <laughs> you're asking for a spell, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And then, yeah, my services, I mean, I, I offer tons of different energy healing services and witchcraft and sorcery services, mostly healing. And uh, actually lately, I think people have been really bored with COVID. I've been doing a lot of, <laughs> um, I've been doing a lot of curse breaking for people and a lot mm. of exorcisms of homes. Um, oh, so, yeah. you know, negative spirits causing trouble, that kind of thing. So, and do you do that? Do you have to go or do you do that from where you're at? Um, I can do a lot of it remotely. Um, if it's like an exorcism type thing where if somebody um, has like a negative spirit or whatever, it's always it best to be there, right? So you have to be there. Okay, oh, I have a question for you. What if it's, so we're in this realm, but what if someone comes and asks you, well, will it work for me if I don't know anything about it? Like, so suddenly I want to make my business better spell but I've never used a spell. I don't know anything about it. Do I need training in it or can I just get it? How does, how does that work? Um, well, that's a, I, I think that's a common misconception is that you need to believe in it for it to work. Um, most of the magic that I do for people or teach people how to do, you don't need to believe in it. it it's, you know, it's like following instructions on a video game. If you follow the instructions, you're going to get the result. And so, and I think that's where it's kind of a catch 22, because if you do two, three spells and you don't believe in it, and then all of a sudden you get one of those results, now you're starting to believe in it and then you do more of it. So it kind of, it, it yeah. definitely builds. Right. So. Yeah. But I think a lot of people think that, right. That, uh, well, I gotta really believe it in order for your spell to work for me. Right. And it's like, mm. yeah, and, and that's, then, I, I don't find that to be the case at no, all. That's see i think that's our listeners need to know that because it's such a it's like you said going into the, the new age stores which i think are really kind of old age <laughs> there it's all this around them it's almost christian right we got to believe really hard yeah for sure well and and you do have to keep in mind that a lot of the things that we take for granted today would have been marked as witchcraft in you know the second century right like it mm -hmm. we're talking on a glowing screen with lights and we're talking to people that are hundreds yes. of miles away that, <laughs> yeah. that's sorcery right like the the witches at salem were tried because they were healing people yeah. and healing people was witchcraft right so yeah. you know if you if your grandma ever told you to take some whiskey and some hot honey and mix it together and drink that and that would help your cold well you've just done hoodoo you've done witchcraft yeah. Right? So, it's, yeah. so a lot of the little folk remedies that we call them now, that's folk magic. That's, that's you 
take a couple herbs, you mix them together and you get a result. And, you know, that's kind of where modern medicine came from and that kind of thing. So, yeah. And that's something that a lot of people, uh, and I don't agree on is a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you're into this kind of stuff, you can't be into modern medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, the witches of the old days were healers. So when I, I'm pretty sure that the old girls at Salem that got tried, I mean, a lot of them were probably innocent, but if they had the ability to give you some Buckley's, I'm pretty sure that they would have used it, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) no, absolutely. There's so many misconceptions. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. So, we were talking to your mom before, and um, yeah, I hope it's okay that I said that. Then that's your mom. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. She's on on our podcast too. So, oh, awesome. (laughs) Okay. Which we're going um, on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but we were um I, like she was telling us about when you guys opened the shop and how it was kind of like oh you weren't sure maybe how it would do in the town right because you yeah. guys are in a like I don't know how big Rimby is but it's probably not huge yeah, we have like a thousand people oh there you go yeah and oh. she I remember she was talking about like you guys maybe weren't sure but I think you were already kind of doing that right um do you feel that like people are opening up more to this in your smaller community like that um it i wouldn't say they're more opening up to it i I would say that there's always been people that have been into it and just they nobody really knows right it's something that a lot of people keep quiet and that kind of thing so it was really cool to finally like this last year we finally took down the old sign off of the shop and we actually just put up the big north witch magic co sign and now the people that come in and they're like i can't believe that you're into this you know i'm into this and it's like i didn't know you were into this yeah, <laughs> look we're all into this this is sweet right That's cool. so so it's it's kind of cool um we definitely we live in a town of seniors and so and it's a very religious town so we I definitely do ruffle some feathers like you you know you'll see the people walking by and they kind of take a couple steps back when it's something <laughs> yeah. thing, but yeah I, for the most part it's been received really really well and then we we do a lot of international business like a lot of online business so yeah I was gonna ask that especially if you have such unique stuff that you're offering right like yeah for sure yeah yeah when I do lots of custom stuff too so I like I work with like a number of different organizations and different religions I I firmly believe like I said that magic is everywhere so if you want to learn the most about it you need to practice a little bit of everything or at least meet the people that do a little bit of everything and then you know so I I make a lot of stuff that I would never make for myself but you know Mm -hmm. it's I, I just like to be able to help people out with their practice. I mean, it's all about living your life and doing better, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't believe you've been doing this for 20 years because I know you're quite a bit younger than me. So you must have started young. I started when I was 11 years old, if you can believe that. Wow, awesome. I got my first Reiki attunement when I was 11. That uh, is amazing. And from there, I just kept going in Rimby you got your first Reiki attunement in Rimby so what drew you to that I grew Uh, up in rural Alberta too so I know that that was not being taught to us (laughs) it it was actually in Red Deer 
Um, we lived in Red Deer when I was younger, but still Red Deer is a really small city. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, I think back then it had like 30,000 people. So that's, you know, by today's standards, that's like a town. <laughs> so uh, a friend of mine, you know, I'd hang out at his house and whatever, and I'd, I'd go over there and there'd always be incense burning and there's rocks and gems out and that kind of thing. And so, of course, you start asking about it and his mom's like, oh, yeah, well, this is what I do. And, you know, I, I do this energy healing stuff. And so if you want to if you ever want to see what it's like, you know, try it out. And so I got my first session and I was like, this is kind of weird. Like she's not touching me and I can feel my whole body's tingling. I'm getting hot in places. I'm getting cold. It feels like there's wind in the room. This is kind of wow. crazy. Right. And so. Uh, then we started going to the rock and gem shop together and you know that kind of became my home for a while <laughs> in Lacombe uh no uh, it, there was the red deer rock and gem shop oh. and it, it doesn't exist anymore but it was you know I, I pretty much lived there for wow four or five years so. <laughs> and I gather your parents were okay with all that that's pretty cool um, well, at first, not really. Um, we actually, my mom and I had kind of had a going out when I was younger about it. Um, she, she thought that I should try church. And so I, I did that for a while and that did not go the way that she expected. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. What a full circle for you guys then. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, she, and she's always been spiritual and able to see spirits and doing witchy things and, you know, like, like I just, like I said, you know, if you're using herbs in your cooking and you know that you need cayenne pepper to help with your blood pressure, or you need maybe some licorice root to calm your guts or whatever, you're going to be able to use that to, for good things. And, you know, that's called hedge witchery. And she's yes. been doing that my whole life and she never even knew it. <laughs> and so, and then, so it. the last probably three years I've been doing a this isn't weird. You've been doing this your whole life. And so I keep just giving her book after book after book to read. And she's like, I didn't know there was labels for this. I just do this all the time. And I'm like, see, <laughs> so I love that. I do you find that's with a lot of people as you're introducing them that they don't even know they're using their intuition or that they've been using magic. Absolutely. I mean, there isn't a person alive that doesn't use it to some degree. It's and so once they realize that they are and that they can cultivate that and you can, once you know what you're doing and how to do it, you can get efficacious results over and over and over and over again. I mean, we hear about all of these cool new hypnotic techniques or neuro-linguistic programming, like using affirmations. Guess what? You're doing sorcery. You're, <laughs> you, you are creating change and conformity with your will, which is the definition of magic. So all yeah. of these things that we see now, like if you went to a hypnotist in the 1800s, you'd probably get hung, right? Yeah. Now it's commonplace. Yeah. So, or it was just entertainment, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if you've ever burnt a bundle of sage to cleanse your house, you're doing magic. If you've ever burnt incense because you like the smell, aromatherapy is a form of magic, right? So it's all of these things are part of our life and a lot of people just don't really they don't look beyond the mundane aspect mm -hmm. so i've seen some of your facebook and some of your posts do you think you get some of your vibrancy in life from pushing people's boundaries a little bit probably <laughs> probably <laughs> 
I, I definitely do <laughs> ruffle feathers on all sides sometimes because I didn't say ruffle feathers. <laughs> I said push boundaries. <laughs> because of my attitude of approaching these things with like a scientific mindset, yes. I, I definitely upset a lot of the really spiritual people that, you know, they don't want to see that side of it. And then, of course, because I'm doing you know, things that people would consider scientific and I'm calling it sorcery. I upset the scientific community. So we have kind of things going on all sides, but it's, it's just the way I live my life. It, it, it is what it is. Right. So. And do you like that? Do you like it? Do you find it's frustrating that you're having like, cause you're definitely a boundary pusher, right? You're ahead of everyone, even though you're say you're doing stuff from like the 1200s. It's not what everyone's doing. Like if you walk in a new age store now, it's really hard to find a new age store that's different. It still feels yeah. like you're in the 1970s. And if any of you are listening and have a new age store, I'm sorry, but <laughs> there's so it's the same stuff. And so you guys, I even remember when I was there, it was before you switched, but you had some, you had different things, which is so cool. Yeah, but yeah. does it get tiring always being on that edge or do you find it invigorating? Um, Sometimes it does. Um, I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it doesn't get to me every once in a while, but yeah. I mean, that's part of, that's part of the game and part of the practice. And, you know, as long as I'm practicing what I preach, it shouldn't affect me too, too bad. Right. You know, if yeah. I take the time to, Oh, this is bothering me, you know, let's go and meditate for 20 minutes and it'll be fine. Right. Or whatever. But yeah, I definitely, um, I do push boundaries. Like I'm using, you know, like uh, I was just talking about the grimoires. So like the Ars Goetia is an old grimoire of 72 demons that King Solomon supposedly, I don't know if you know the Bible at all, but King Solomon had a magic ring and he built the first temple ever by enslaving these 72 demons, which also happened to be gods of all of the tribes that weren't of <laughs> Israelites. So he enslaved these demons to create a temple and they, and so the histories have been muffled a bit and they're, you know, they're very, they're, well, they're demons, they're, they're Christian demons, basically, but they're old gods. So I work with them from the perspective of them being old gods. And so that pisses off all of the people that are into the Christian version of the grimoires because, well, you can't work with them without angels to protect you. You can't work with mm. them without a magic circle to protect you. You can't do it. And there, you know, there's a whole bunch of tools you're supposed to have. And like, you're supposed to have a lion skin belt. You're supposed to have rings made out of solid gold. You're supposed to have a vessel made out of brass. Well, some of this shit is first off, not ethical to get anymore. And <laughs> second off, it, it's the 21st century. Like it, I'm pretty sure we can try different things and see if it works. And if you're that scared of them that you need to have, you know, basically a whole team of spirits beside you to protect you. Why are you working with them in the first place? Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. You that, know what? That's totally kind of like, um, I was going to say Garland. KL was, saying a lot of similar stuff to what you're saying right so yeah i think he's kind of on that same path a little bit yeah him and i see eye to eye on quite a lot of that stuff and yeah. you know like me he he's a boundary pusher <laughs> he, yeah, he, that's, a you know what? that's why i was attracted to him actually initially is because he's uh you know he bridges like you were saying the science of it as well and yeah. um and he's a boundary pusher right so yeah totally yeah, sure so when you say you bring in the old magic, though, then just from talking to you, people would have to see that, but you use your common sense and the science and what spirit tells you that you don't 
you've shifted, you've evolved it a little bit, right? Like you were saying, you don't need a lion's belt anymore because it is the 21st century, right? So there's new things that go with the old. Yes? For sure. Absolutely. And I mean, it's it's not just that. Like the, the way that I practice Reiki seriously pisses off some of the old masters that must stick to the way that, you know, Mikao Yusui taught it, right? And, you know, like I'm doing energy healings to people in Greece and Africa and Australia and I'm in Canada and they're like, you can't be doing that. You know, Hanchezation is only supposed to be for a few feet. And I'm like, okay, but you can send attunements to people on another continent. Why can't you do energy work on them too? Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> right. That becomes about the rules, not just if it works, it works yeah if it works it works and, and, <laughs> you know when you do it once or twice and the people get better or they feel better or they actually feel heat hitting them when you're doing stuff and you're a thousand miles away you know the first couple times it might be coincidence but i've literally done thousands of these now so mm-hmm. when i have thousands of people all around the world that are like that was amazing as soon as you started it, my whole room got brighter and it felt like there was wind in the room and I got really hot. And then when you were pulling whatever it was, you said you were pulling out of me, I got really cold and, you know, like, and they're literally telling you exactly what you did. Well, then it's kind of like, yeah, that it's probably happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably relevant, but I don't want yeah. it to be. <laughs> it would probably be a different story if it's like, you did a thousand of them and it's like yeah none of us felt shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. and i mean all you have to do is look at the reviews on my website and there's people all around the world that are giving me five-star reviews that wouldn't happen if fuck all was happening exactly. I'm sorry, i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on this show. <laughs> um, yes we Correct. swear a lot <laughs> swear words come out of our mouth um <laughs> and we'll be putting all your information so if people are listening saying what website it's all going to be underneath on spotify so you guys can get it there what else do you have to ask Kimberly? well i wanted to know this might be such a like lame question but um what do you what's your favorite thing to do like in all of the stuff that you're doing here do you have something that just really lights you up and gets you excited and like fills you with energy when somebody's like I want this or like even something that you create maybe um well to be honest the thing that fires me up more than anything else is helping people that are having a bad time you know like I said people with COVID must be really fucking bored and be sending curses left right and center just because they have nothing better to do (laughs) when somebody comes to you and they're like you know what I have insomnia I haven't slept in weeks I feel like absolute garbage I I'm having horrible thoughts. I'm losing money left, right, and center. I just, my whole life is falling apart and you do a session with them and you hear from them a week later and they're like, everything's great. I I got a new job. I'm sleeping through the night. I'm doing, you know, whatever. I I love that. That's, you know, that's my cup of tea, right? So that's, and that's, that's really my specialty is helping people that are going through things that other people can't really help them with right because i i've been through all of it i've been cursed i've i've had people come at me i've had all the horrible things that can come with spirituality you know like i've gone through the shamanic awakening the dark night of the soul where it feels like your entire life is falling apart and you can't hold on to anything and you're losing your job and you lose your girlfriend and you, you know the whole world is just falling apart around you and then you come out the other side totally different and better and 
you know yeah. so I, I I really seem to attract people that need that help which is uh, I, I'm okay with it you know yeah. like I, I have a couple people that I'm mentoring all the time and they're you know they come to me and they're like broken people and then you know within a few weeks to a month or maybe a couple to three months if it's a really bad case then all of a sudden you know they're feeling really really good and you know they have they're holding on to money now and they're sleeping and their, their their health is getting better and you know so that's what fires me up and especially if it's like a verified curse because I, I'm what's called a two-handed practitioner so I work with both sides I don't I don't believe that magic is black or white or good or bad I believe that sometimes things need to be dealt with a certain way. And so if somebody is cursed, sometimes the only way to pull that out of them is to send it back where it came from. So mm -hmm. that really like, that really fires me up because then I get to like, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know, I don't know if you know how any of that works, but it's a very emotional thing, right? So it, it pulls up all of the top level emotions. So usually if you're cursing, it's anger and that kind of thing. But when you're doing reversals and you're pulling it out, well, it brings out joy and happiness and you, you have all of this great, great high energy feelings as you're pulling out this gunk and throwing it back at somebody, right? So it's, it's like wow. feeling really good while slapping somebody in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's I awesome. Love that. Yeah, that's, I love it because you have some definite similarities with Kale, but you definitely have very unique. Uh, yeah. So if anyone's wondering if everyone's the same that does this magic, no, not no. at all. You all have your own unique flavor and we've yeah. both trained under, but we're not we're not as magical well we don't do the practices you guys do so it's so fascinating to, I, I want now I want you to do something <laughs> <laughs> I want something <laughs> right Kimberly yeah, oh absolutely. what spell can I ask for okay so here's part of what red lipstick babes believe and we stir feathers because oh how am I going to say this so fuck it whatever um <laughs> So some of what you're talking about, people would be saying, well, it's just trauma. You got to do a lot of trauma work for years and years, and you're never going to get through it. And that's just spiritually bypassing if you do a spell to get them out of it. And you can't do anything that quick. And we're kind of like, oh. Well, yeah, I call bullshit. <laughs> I'll cheers to that. Yes, cheers. <laughs> if we could cheers you. it's uh, There's a different flavor that we're finding right now is happening, right? People don't. People are getting stuck in their stuck. It's almost like a great way to just stay stuck, right? Well, the new big thing, especially the last five to 10 years, the last five for sure is shadow work. And so everybody believes that you have to do your shadow work and you have to, and they end up making themselves fucking miserable because yeah. they, they, all they do is spend all of this time doing all of this, digging up these negative emotions from the past and pulling up all of this crap that is like the worst part of themselves. And they're living there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's not how I want to live my world. I, I do witchcraft and magic to better my life to, I, I want to live an enchanted life. I want to have a fucking rock star life. So why in the hell would I want to spend all of my time feeling like shit? That does yeah. not sound like a good time to me. Now, don't get me wrong. I still deal with my shadow work and I still do it. Yes, yes. But you don't have to fucking spend 15 years doing shadow work and nothing else. Yeah. And, and I, I think the people that get stuck in that, and oddly enough, it's almost always uh, 
white light practitioner or, you know, a Reiki master that's doing it, or, you know, these people that purport to only do peace, love and light, but they're mm -hmm. fucking their lives up. And I'm talking about curses, which probably freaks people out. You are cursing yourself by doing that. So yeah. why in the hell do you want to live in a cursed state when there's way healthier and easier ways to deal with this shit? I mean, yeah. it's been a long time since Young died. We can move on from that psychology and we can do things a different way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyone, whatever. But yeah, mm -hmm. we're just finding a little bit of of that right so it, yeah. it pushes buttons for sure and and we've been in that realm i've read those books i've done that work until you start to go wait a minute this feels like christianity that i stepped out of <laughs> mm -hmm. and now i'm in the same cycle of you'll never get there you're just waiting for an event or you're waiting or you're just gonna have to deal with another trauma and it's like that is not vibrant no yeah. no not at all well, it's just like all of the people that they go and they take their Reiki certi certification. I'm going to use that because everybody you meet is a Reiki master these days. Mm -hmm. uh, or they go and they do some training at a retreat to learn shamanism for a weekend and now they're a professional shaman <laughs> or whatever. And But these are the same people. They're doing their shadow work. They're poor. Their life is shit. And then they're the same people that will tell you that you can't charge for your services because that goes against spirit. And I'm like, um, well, that's probably why you fucking live in a motorhome and you live down by the river and you have no power and you can't pay your bills. So, yeah. you know, if you took that shit and you actually charged money for it, spirit would take care of you and then you could help other people and you wouldn't be stuck in this rut. So that people are, again, literally cursing themselves with their mindsets. Mm -hmm. And that's and where not happy, not happy and not happy at all. No. And so you're supposed to be peace, love, and light, and all of this, and your life is fucking miserable. How is mm -hmm. how is that benefiting anyone? You're not benefiting yourself. You're not benefiting your clients. You're not, well, you probably don't even have many clients because you can't physically help them because your life is so shit. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to, at some point, I think people have to look at it and go, is my life getting better? Am I doing things that are progressively improving my life? And if not, why am I doing this? You know, like those same people that told me that I couldn't charge for my services and I could never make a living out of it are still living in the trailer park back in Red Deer where I knew them from or wherever. And nothing against people that live in trailers at all. But these are people that have had horrible lives for the last 20 years that I've known them and they haven't got, done any better. And they told me I couldn't do this. And now... I showed them and I do this for a living. Right. So, <laughs> and you feel great doing it and I feel great and I'm not stuck feeling anxious and depressed all the time. And I have good connections, good, positive friends. My life is constantly improving, you know, and I think that's the measure of your practice. If oh, yeah. you're doing Reiki, your life should be constantly getting better. That's one of the premises of Reiki. Mm-hmm. How many Reiki oh, okay. masters do you know that their life is fantastic? Very few. Very few. Yeah. Very, very few. Very few. Mm -hmm. Even uh, there's so much psychology, spirituality out there right now. And yeah, that's why we want to talk to people that are vibrant. It's like, it doesn't have to, our theory is pretty much be doing anything 
if it's pushing you to have vibrancy and joy but if it's sticking you here something's got to shift right well there i remember a story that one of the reiki masters i used to work with told me and i can't remember if it was true or not but allegedly mikhail yusui went to an island outside of japan and he healed everybody on the island and he didn't charge a dime for his services and then he went and he started working through japan to do a bunch more and he went back several years later and everybody was in either the same shit position they were in when he got there or worse. And he's like, what? I don't understand this. What's going on? And so he went back and followed his path and everywhere he had been and he hadn't charged for it. Those people still, their life was shit. And so he couldn't figure it out. So he sat and he meditated with spirit and said, what is going on? And spirit said, you aren't putting any value on this service. So they don't value it at all. So they aren't valuing happiness. They aren't valuing feeling good. They, they are stuck in a poverty mindset because you are allowing them poverty mindset. Like you're, you're not charging for it. That's poverty. You're trying to pull them out of poverty with poverty. It's not working. So right. he went back and he charged them for his services. And if they couldn't pay him, he made them work for it or trade him for something did some, some kind of an exchange to give it value and every person that he healed from then on stayed healed so wow that kind of always stuck with me now whether that is true or not and i mean there's a lot of stuff about his stories that eh, maybe it didn't happen maybe it didn't but that that's always stuck with me you can't get out of your terrible times with a poverty mindset you have to believe that you can be better right it's it's almost science too, though. It's like saying I can get healthy and only eat Oreo cookies, right? There's a certain, yeah. I guess, magic around that if you're really great at something, but that's not the science of it, right? Or I could get a suntan in the basement. Probably not, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah no, that totally makes sense because if you, um, it's kind of, you know what? there's something in the Bible, right? That goes something like that too. I'm not a religious person at all, but I know this story of like, you know, give a man a fish, he feeds himself for a day, teach a man to fish and he feeds himself for a lifetime. It's like, you think about that. It's like you're instilling value in somebody so that they can continue on that value cycle, right? So even though it's a different premise, it's like when that value is either asked for or required there's you're going to get value out of it in the end so i totally yeah, love sure. that story i hope it's true even if it isn't it's still like the idea accurate. is true <laughs> the idea is still good whether, well, whether it's true yeah, totally. or not <laughs> exactly it's still true how do you find then um people are when you do spells for them and you obviously charge because <laughs> yeah. that makes sense but do they stick or can they unstick their spells? Um, well, they can unstick it. Um, so the way I explain it is we all know living in this world, it's not fucking Harry Potter. I can't wave my magic wand and your life's going to get better. Oh, that, you so, know what? That's it. I'm shutting the podcast off now. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if I'm doing a spell for you, let's just say it's to help you get some more money. Uh, and you're, we'll use an extreme situation and say that you're unemployed and you really need a job or you're going to lose your house. So you come to me and you say, Hey, Azariel, I need you to do some money magic for me. I need some fast cash. I need you to 
make things happen. And so I do the spell for you. And I always guarantee that I will do the best sorcery possible. But then you sit on your couch and you eat chips and you watch TV. And then you call me in a week and go, Hey, I haven't made any money. Like what, what's going on? And I'm like, did you get off your couch? Did, did, did you leave your house? Did you send out a resume? Did you maybe like go for a walk down the street and see if anyone was hiring? Did you like, have you done anything? Well, no. Okay. Well, how about you do that? And then they'll send out five resumes and they'll get a job. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, funny how that fucking works when you do that. Right. I, like, I'll I, I, I will never forget. I had this one client one time, and this was years ago, that he wanted to get a girlfriend. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, I can do, I can do some love magic for you. And so I walked him through it, the whole process, everything. This is what I'm going to do. This is what you need to do. All right, here you go. Magic's done. So I show him his spell is done, everything. And he's like, messages me like three weeks later. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I don't have a girlfriend yet. I'm like, okay, well, walk me through your day. Like, what, what have you been doing? And he's like, well, you know, I go to, I go to work and then I come home and I sit on my couch and I watch Netflix and I order a pizza and I drink a 12 pack of beer. And then I get up in the morning and I go to work and I come home and I sit on my couch and I eat pizza and I drink a 12 pack of beer. I'm like, so you like haven't fucking done anything. It's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, well, what you think that the girlfriend's going to walk through your door and lay on your couch and go, fuck me, baby. Like <laughs> you would probably call the cops on her if she did. You'd be like, there is a drunk lady in my house. What the fuck is going on? Like, Yes. And so, and I said, why don't you, what are you interested in? Like, let's, let's find something for you to do. He's like, well, I, I do yoga at home. Like every weekend I do yoga, you know, the rest of the time I'm drunk, but I do yoga on the weekends. Okay, cool. That's awesome. So why don't you find a yoga studio and start going? So he starts going to a yoga studio once a week, three weeks later, he messages me and he's like, Hey, I got a girlfriend. I'm like, funny how that works. Look, you went out and you did something. And now, now there's a way for this to manifest. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you need a pathway for action, like inspired action, right? To happen. Well, you have to, right? And like, so Alistair Crowley is an old magician from the 1800s and he defined magic as the ability to create change in conformity with your will. Well, in order to create change, there's actions that we have to take. You know, if you want your business to make more money, you can't just lock the doors and not do anything. You have to advertise and you have to start a podcast and you have to have social media presence and you have to go to trade shows and you have, like, there's steps to take to do things. All magic is, is an augment to your reality. It helps manifest things quicker and faster and more efficiently, but you still have to do something. You still have to do some work. You know, like this is not Harry Potter. I cannot wave my wand and you have a brand new house and a million dollars in your bank. No. If you could, you wouldn't be talking to us right now. <laughs> and yeah, if I could, I would be sitting in the Bahamas right now on a beach drinking rum and you wouldn't be hearing from me. <laughs> so <laughs> we put everyone on the spot when we get near the end and yours has been interesting because we're talking magic and everything, but you mentor people. So we like to ask our guests what tips, because we have basically it was the men in our life you'll want to know that we talk like this and we have conversation and then they're like yeah but you didn't give us anything to do 
<laughs> okay. So they want some steps on how to get their life more vibrant or more moving or whatever you would give someone a suggestion for their life to move it forward in a way that they are not stuck like we we're talking about in that trauma or that negativity year. Yeah, for sure. So I'll, I'll give you a little rundown of my day and how yeah, basic perfect. things consistently create improvements in my world. And now a lot of this is going to sound super mundane and you're going to be like, that's not going to fucking do anything, but I guarantee you with consistency, it will. Okay. First one is if you have a smartwatch or a smartphone, turn on the pedometer, get 10,000 steps a day, every day, no matter what move. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is, I can guarantee is going to improve your health. It's going to improve the blood flow in your body. It's going to help your brain. It's going to help with your mental health. It's going to make you feel better. If you can't do 10,000 steps because you only do a thousand today, do a thousand and one tomorrow, then do a thousand and two. Consistently do better. And no matter what it is, if you are stuck on the couch and all you can do is get up and go to the bathroom to go to the bath or to go to the bathroom, stand up, sit down, stand up again, and then go to the bathroom. You have now just done some squats. Now you're exercising. Now you are helping your body to do better. Make sure that you are eating healthy food. You're all adults. I don't have to tell you what the fuck <laughs> health is. Nope. I'm not going to give you a diet plan. Nope. Eat healthy fucking food. Yep. More than you eat junk. 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, eat healthy food. 20% of the time, do whatever the fuck you want. So if that looks like for six days of the week, you follow it. And on every Sunday, you watch football, drink beer, and eat a pizza, watch football, drink beer, and eat a pizza. Yeah. We're all humans. We need to have some reprieve. And that's the other thing. Treat yourself. Mm. Take yourself okay. on dates. Go out and do that. That will, I guarantee will help with your mental health. If you want some woo-woo type stuff, meditate for 20 minutes every day. 20 minutes. So science is showing that you get the most benefit out of 20 minutes, five minutes. If that's all you can do, do five minutes. And I'm not talking about like doing crazy meditations, like going on shamanic journeys or anything. Sit down, shut up, be quiet, turn your fucking phone off. Yes. Don't have it anywhere near you and breathe and just focus on your breath. Breathe in as deep as you can. Let your belly expand. Breathe out as deep as you can. Let it collapse. Continue to do that through your nose. Put your tongue to the roof of your mouth. That creates a circuit of energy through your body. And do that. If you can only do five minutes, that's fine. Do five minutes. The next day, try for six. Try and get to 20 minutes. Science shows that 20 minutes is where you get the most benefit for the least amount of time. Now you're going to get more benefit out of 30 minutes or 40 minutes, but 40 minutes, you're not getting double the benefit of 20, right? Yeah. So 20 minutes is you're getting the most benefit for the least amount of time. That's going to help with your sleep. It's going to help with your moods. It's going to help with your mental health. It's going to help with your physical health. And it also helps with your mental fortitude. It helps it so that when you have these little bumps in your day, they don't bother you so much. And all you have to do, everyone's like, well, I fucking suck at meditating. Focus on the breath. When a thought comes up, let it go and then focus back on the breath. That's all you have to do. You're training your brain to recognize, oh, there's something I don't want. Now let's come back to my focus. 
you're teaching yourself focus. Then from there, every time that I'm going and I'm walking somewhere, I'll do deep breathing. So there's a technique called the fourfold breath or box breathing, which has been shown to help reduce anxiety, help with circulation, help with blood flow to the brain. There's a lot of benefits if you research it. So every four steps you're breathing in, hold for four steps, breathe out for four steps, hold for four steps, keep doing that. If you can go longer, go longer. Try not to do less than four steps because then you don't really get the benefit. But I mean, we all walk to our car. There's no reason that you can't take two breaths on the way to your car. We spend all of our time in the top 10 to 20% of our lungs. If you fill those lungs up, your body fills with oxygen and you feel way better. There's science behind that. It actually works. If you want another mundane thing that is very, very spiritual, and we see things in many cultures about this, and my mom hates this one, <laughs> ice bath or a cold shower. Turn your shower, so you can have your hot shower, whatever, and then turn it as cold as it'll go for 30 seconds. Then turn it back up. And then turn it as cold as it'll go for 30 seconds. Try and do that three, four times a day in your shower. You will feel amazing after doing that for a week or two. It helps with the elasticity of your skin. It helps everything tighten back up. It helps with your vagus nerve, which helps with all of your other functions in your body. It lights up all of your nervous system. And it uh, is called what's called environmental hormesis, which causes your body to release super awesome um, antioxidants. It's an antioxidant called glutathione, which we call the master antioxidant, which is more powerful than eating blueberries or acai berries or whatever. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing thing. So if you just do those things, you are, you're ahead of 90% of the world just with those few things. And that and we haven't even really talked about doing magic yet. That's just simple no. things. But if you institute those and then you're still finding stuck, that's probably a good indication of, okay, now it's time to go have a talk with you because maybe it is a curse maybe it is something it's probably not 27 years of trauma work like go see what's well and and you know on that too like all the peace love and light people you know the the most people that come to me for help in that area are people that they work at the local reiki shop or whatever and they've pissed off one of the other practitioners who they're working with energy all day now they get angry and they shoot a sideways glance with a bunch of negative emotion well, now you've got a low level jinx, right? Well, that happens two, three times a week for a month. Now, all of a sudden you're dropping stuff everywhere you go. You're getting klutzy. You almost get in a car accident. You, you know, these little tiny things build up, you know, like there's an entire class out there on how to jinx people with just looking at them with negative emotion <laughs> and people do it all the time without even thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. So, and if you don't have any tools around to get you through that, yeah, for sure. You can. Do and then, if you want, if you want to work on cleansing yourself, all you got to do is while you're doing that deep breathing, visualize a big ball of white light up in the sky. Pull that down through your body, through your crown, down your spine, down through the your perineum, which is by your anus, all the way the base of your spine, all the way down into the center of the earth. Fill the entire earth up with light. 
and then pull that back up through yourself and back up into the sky. And then as you're breathing, so when you're breathing in, you're pulling the light up. When you're breathing out, you're pulling the light down and just allow the visualization of light to permeate your entire body and aura and have the intent that it's invigorating. It's going to cleanse you of negativity. It's going to give you positive emotions and just sit in that. I guarantee you'll feel better after. I love it. I love it too. I feel better and we didn't even do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because that's a, that's a good blend of, like you said, mundane, but also a little bit of the spiritual magical, right? So Yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't need 20 years of training like me to make your life better. Start with the little things. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it, it's the little things that people do that change their worlds. And oh yeah right but you, then you can sense. just like you go to a doctor you can go see you and get spell work and get things done and i think that's what i love about having you on is it's science people go go work with work on yourself and then if you're stuck go ask for help right go ask mm -hmm. for help you don't have to sit in your trauma forever and yeah. think something's wrong with you you want to try a really really cool mantra experiment every time that you're walking somewhere and you are just you have nothing better to do just sit there and go i am happy healthy wealthy and wise i am happy healthy wealthy and wise say that over and over and over and over and over again i do it all the time when i'm out on a walk and you know when i first started doing it i was going through a really really hard time in my life and i was like this is the only good thing that i can hold on to is i'm just every time i walk to work i'm going to do this within a year my life had completely changed like completely wow. i love it and that was the only magical practice I did for that entire year. So like a spell. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yes. love it. Well, thank you. Bet. Yeah, this is awesome. So where can people find you, your website? So if you go to northwitch.store, you can find, I don't have all my services up there, but if there's something that you need help with, you can always message me and I will let you know what I can and can't do. And if I can't do it, I have dozens of colleagues all around the world that are as good or better than me. And I will hook you up with wherever you need to go. And if you need, I, I firmly believe in trying to help people do it themselves first. So I'm not gonna just take your money. If it's something that I can fix with a simple thing, I will just give you the instructions. So feel free to reach out if you need help with stuff. <laughs> I think we should tell our listeners because we've now decided when we're doing interviewing, like your mom did the gratitude. So we're like, okay, we need a gratitude journal. So we're going to come back and tell them we did something with you and see how it goes. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I think that'd be That's great. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. It was yes. fun. This is fun. fun. Yeah, it was great. Thank <laughs> you.